Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguerre Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Daguerre Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 that by wisdom is a house built, by understanding it is established, and by knowledge rooms are filled with all good and pleasant things. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the acquisition of knowledge, wisdom involves a multiplied search. To know about the existence of things, how things come about. And so Bible says that uh, your ability and your quest and your journey to seek wisdom, the existence of things, is the principal thing, especially of God. You see, in my very short number of years, I have come to the absolute conclusion that anything that is not of God, that does not follow the principles of God, will fail. Anything you do that does not have the backing of Scripture will fail. It's just a matter of time. They asked Jesus, who is a wise man? And Jesus said, oh, it's very easy. A wise man is the person who hears my word and that's it. Remember at the beginning I told you that Wisdom is about what you do. Wisdom involves actions. Wisdom is how you live out your life. Wisdom is made up of a set of the things that you are doing, that you are applying. And it says that um, the wise man, Jesus said, is the person who hears my word and does it. And a fool is the one who hears my word doesn't do it. Now, both of them heard the word of God, but time. So you see, allow time to pass so that those who are fools and those who are wise will be shown. At the early part of life, it is too early to differentiate between those who have wisdom and those who don't have wisdom. Bishop says, wisdom is the principal thing for every minister. Remember that the first person you are serving is yourself. The first person you are governing is yourself. The first person you are leading is yourself. So the state of your life today is a direct reflection. It's a direct result of how you have led yourself in the past. Are you in a good place today? Are you happy today? Are things working out for you today? Do you wish your life was in a better place today? Do you see how perfect your life is today? You don't even know how, per- how, much, how much more perfect it can be. It is a result of how you've led yourself in the past. How your life will be tomorrow. It's a direct result of how you are living your life today. You see the lady who sang? Her singing today is a result of how her singing on this august worldwide stage. You know, as I was talking to Wisdom yesterday, I was telling her that as you are coming to church, please know that you will be sitting on a worldwide platform. Oh, yes. I told her. Just, just have it in mind that you will be sitting on a worldwide platform because when I speak here, 
you may not know, but pastors literally from all over the world will be watching us. So I told her. Now, back to the girl who was singing. <laughs> her singing on this worldwide platform today is a result of how she has led her life in the past. As to whether she will still be singing continuously on this worldwide platform next week will depend on the thing she does between today and next week. Whether she'll be singing in three months' time, because she may sing next week, but not in three months' time, will depend on what she does in the next three months. One year. Everything depends on her, not me, and not the church. If you are asking, well, I want to tell you something. Eh? Stop blaming people for your current state. Oh. <laughs> and start blaming yourself for the way your life is today. Indeed, it is true that wisdom is the most fundamental thing you will need for your ministry. Bishop, I'm just reading the book. Wisdom is the greatest asset for your ministry. It is the primary gift of God for your ministry. What he said is that what you are doing in your ministry is your greatest asset. As to whether I'm, sing, I'm sitting or standing, it's my wisdom. Which will determine how my ministry will grow. As to whether wisdom sitting by decision or not, I can't tell. But it will have an effect on my ministry. And nobody told me to, br- to bring wisdom, Mrs. Wisdom or Miss Wisdom there. It's my decision. So whether it is a foolish decision or not, I will bear the consequence of it. That's why you may not know. But I even told wisdom what to wear. Oh, yes. She's not wearing what she wants to wear. <laughs> no, clap. No, 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 wait before you clap. She's not wearing what she wants to wear. And to prove her wisdom, when I came, she immediately met me and said, Is what I'm wearing okay? That is wisdom. I bet she said, This is what I found to wear. But another person is asking me for my input. I may not be happy with what she's wearing, but even the fact that she asked me means that. Me who appointed her, my input is important to her. So even if what she's wearing, I don't like it, I'll just make corrections for next week. But if the person just comes to sit down, take me as I am. (laughs) Take me as I am. I may decide not to take her as she is. Yes. Because I have a choice as whether she will be missed. Uh, next week's date is what? Today's date is 10. She's Miss 10th July Wisdom. Miss or Miss Ghana. Miss 10th July Wisdom. As whether she will be Miss 17th July Wisdom. It's up to me. And, that is, and the decisions I make. But you see, the point I'm trying to make is the decisions I make are based on the decisions she takes. Do you understand me? So those of you who have a take-me-as-I-am attitude, it, it does not take you far. And it won't take you far. In marriage, for example, I mean, it won't take you far, depending, of course, on the kind of husband you are married to. Through wisdom, you will receive all the other things that you need for your ministry. Or your life, in your case. Most of the failure we experience in ministry is because of the lack of God's wisdom. You see, the reason why I find this book extremely important to share from is because, once again, in my short life on earth, um, I have noticed 
that as Africans, because of our superstitious background, everything is from a witch from our village. You know, like Bishop once said, that, ah, but how come that the white men who came from Germany and went to the Volta region to preach, the witches, they didn't kill them. But when you send a fellow Ghanaian to this same Volta region, witches seem to be active. Depending on how your wisdom works, you will survive or not in any situation. But Africans, because of our superstitious upbringing, there's a witch, there's a wizard, witch, wizard, juju, uh, magic, occultism, family God, family spirit. So when we also come into Christ, we are very, you see, that's why we like tongues. It's more powerful than the one we understand because Charlie, the environment we are in, there are a lot of things that happen that we don't understand. That when you were coming, your flat tie, it was from your great-grandmother. The ancestors called your flat tie. But the white man, who is more wisdom-centric, wisdom-centric, who doesn't seem to think that way, is not as much under that influence. Because based on what you believe, then you also act upon those things. That's why the poorest part of the world is the most superstitious, faithful, leaning part of the world. The poorest part of the world. Look at what Jesus Christ even had to summarize it as. He said, has not God chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith? Even Jesus has seen that, look, People who are rich, eh, they don't believe macho. It's like um, when you have malaria, it, it, don't, don't speak in tongues. Take quarter, three days to go. <laughs> like God has, look, God, eh, he's a very accepting God. That's the beauty about God. He, he, he will accept you based on how you are. Don't you still find it amazing that the churches on earth who believe the most in the faith in believing in God go to the churches who have more wisdom centric things to go and beg them for money from the same God. (laughs) That's why I believe Look, I'm not concerned about other churches in Catch the Anointing denomination. I'm not concerned. Not that I'm not concerned, but I'm preaching to you who are my sheep. I'm not preaching to our branches in Liberia. I'm not preaching to our branches in South Sudan. I'm not preaching to our branches in Sudan. I'm not preaching to our branches in Guinea. I'm preaching to you who are my sheep in Teshi. I'm not a pastor of our sheep in uh, South Sudan. I want you, my members, to become wisdom-centric. Yes. I said, listen to what I'm saying. Oh. The churches that speak in tongues most, when beg churches that don't speak in tongues a lot for money, if you can explain it to me, then we'll put the wisdom aside and go for the tongues. If you can explain it to me how it is so. Wisdom is the principal thing because the word of God is the principal thing. Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. 1 Corinthians 1.24, 1 Corinthians 1.30. The Bible says that and unto us who believe, Christ is made unto us both the wisdom of God and the power of God. Jesus Christ it's made unto us both the wisdom of God, first of all, because he is the word and then the power of God. First Corinthians 1.30 And Christ is made unto us wisdom. 
Christ is made unto us wisdom. Look, when you study the scriptures, you see Jesus Christ more as the word than as the power. Only 16 miracles a day. The rest had to do with he teaching us the word. Throughout his life, I'm sure the Bible said that and other miracles did he do. But for some reason, God chose to record to us his wisdom part more than his power anointing part, faith part, as it were. So let us follow what God has decided is important for us. The Bible says Christ is made unto us wisdom. How did, what are some of the ways in which it manifested? And of course, the Bible also tells us that when the Holy Spirit comes, he shall teach you all things. It, 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 it doesn't say and he shall do miracles. So when the Holy Spirit comes, the first manifestation of the presence of the Holy Spirit is teaching. is wisdom. Pouring forth. Pouring forth. In fact, so much that the Bible says that signs and wonders are for, un- are for the unbelieving. Yes. Hmm. If your life is to amount to anything, God and his word must be the principal thing. God is his word and the word is God. All the things that you can desire can never compare with the value of having God and his word in your life. And I believe it. You know, since I became born again, I've read books, read books, still read books, see something I can apply. I Look, I don't like books. I don't like reading books I cannot apply anything in. I don't read books with nothing to apply. Because you see, the Bible says that, like the uh, song she said, the Bible says that through wisdom you receive instructions. He said, My son, receive my instructions. Whenever you get to a place, where a father can no longer instruct you. Number one. Whenever you get to a place where a father chooses no longer to instruct you, wisdom has been withheld from you. And never think that it is because you are mature or you know what to do. You have been relegated to a place where wisdom will no longer be applied to you. Wisdom, please, is uh, what I'm saying correct? Correct, Apostle. (laughs) Okay. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 10. I'm sitting down because of wisdom. Wisdom, please open it for me. I'm serious. Because I'm sitting down, it's true, it's for number one, for psyche. And number two, no, not number one, psyche, number one, because two weeks ago, I saw that my father was sitting down and preaching. And I thought it was nice. So I said, oh, I'll do some. Paul told the disciples, the things that thou hast seen in me, do. (laughs) So when I also saw my father, I said, "Ah, I'll do it. Then number two, for psyche. What the meaning of psyche? (laughs) But you all understand it. If you don't understand it, then your wisdom, go and look for wisdom to explain to you what psyche is. Number three, reason why I'm sitting down is because the doctor said I should rest. Wisdom said I should rest. And so I'm following wisdom. Because if you are not applying, then you are not wise. 
Proverbs 8.10 Receive my instructions and not silver. That the things I tell you to do, do it. Don't look for money. Number two. Seek knowledge rather than choice gold. So if you are going to get married, Sister Wisdom, it's better for you to come and seek for knowledge about marriage than look for jewelry for your engagement. But I'm sure you can understand me that that's not what we do. (laughs) For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that you may desire are not to be compared to her. You see, I believe in these things so much. Look, many years ago, many years ago, maybe six years ago, when did we start that story building? Like six years ago. I remember I was building six years ago. And then I, it was a story building, so I got to the point where I was going to slab. And the architect, God bless his soul, brought me a bell. Then I will never forget it was 32,000 CDs. When I saw the text, I began to curse him. The architect. I, I insulted. I said, you are a fool. You don't have sense. How can you bring me a bill? I'm a pastor. I'm not a businessman. I'm a, oh. I got very angry. Extremely. I insulted him for days, about three days. <laughs> but that was the price. It was not his fault. But when you receive instruction rather than silver, and you receive knowledge rather than choice gold, and you deem wisdom to be better than rubies, then you get the information you want. So I said, my father has been building many churches all over the world. Let me go to him for advice on how to slap the story building. That means that like the cement you use before you do, you do the first floor. When I was going, I prayed because I saw that Kerson, the architect, doesn't accomplish anything. That didn't change the price that he has given me. So I went to see Bishop. But before I went to see him, do you know the prayer I prayed? Should I tell you the prayer I prayed? That I prayed in my room. I said, Father, as I go to ask Bishop for um, wisdom keys, I remember the prayer for wisdom keys on how to slap. Please don't let him give me money to do it. Let him give me the wisdom strategy to do it. Yes. That was the prayer I prayed in my room. That I don't want money. I don't want silver. I don't want gold. I don't want rubies. I want wisdom. Because I said, if I go and ask him, and he has mercy on his poor son, struggling to bail, who he even um, instructed to build and really encouraged to build and he has mercy on him and gives him money. How is that going to help me in the next house I'm building? Am I going to ask him for money again? I can't. When I went to ask him, you see, like I said, wisdom is deep in the heart of a king, but a man of understanding shall draw it out. So when I went to him, I said, I've got into this part of the construction. It's so expensive, the bill that the architect has given to me. So how do I go about it? Then he said, building will always be expensive. And that is the cost of it. Like what the man has told you, that is the price. It's not his fault that I wrote this, this about it, is it? Then he gave me a key on how to do it. It's true. He said, this is how you do it. When you don't have money to build and you want to build, this is how you do it. 
it was like living water to a thirsty land. I know you are waiting for me to tell you what you told me. I can see you are all quiet. But you have not asked me why should I tell you? Before we go deeper, before we go any deeper, it is important that you understand that the wisdom we are speaking about comes from the word of God. He says, Psalm 119 verse 98, Through thy commandments, thou hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Through the commandments of God, your life will change. You are filled with wisdom when you meditate on the commands of God. All the wisdom we are speaking about of in this book has its source in the word of God. There are different kinds of wisdom. That's why James talks about the wisdom that comes from above. Then, he contrasts it with the wisdom that comes from below. There's the wisdom also that comes from your experience. And then the, the wisdom that also comes from the experience of your fathers. Yesterday, I was advising someone. This thing you are doing, one day, when it becomes a problem for you, and you repeat the words I'm saying today, don't come and say, Apostle, you are a prophet. I told the person that uh, I'm not speaking as a prophet. I'm speaking from experience. Human experience. That this thing you are doing, this is how it ends. In each and every case. That is why most prophets, true prophets, are also students of history. Because there's nothing new under the sun. The way you are behaving, it will end like this. Because you are not the only one who has ever behaved the way you are behaving. That which has been, is that which shall be. And is there anything of which shall be said, behold, this is new? No! It has been of old time. That is why the wisdom of fathers is so important. The Bible says that and um, Rehoboam forsook the counsel of the wise men who had counseled his father David. Those who advised your father, you have put their wisdom aside. And you're going to seek your friends for advice. Your father's advices are advising you. You are forsaking their advice. Do you know why, let's say, she's sitting here and not somebody else? Let me, hey, Father, thank you for not mentioning, helping me not to mention the name. Do you know why she's the one sitting here? One day something happened. And when it happened, she called me. There were many people there, but she called me and gave me an instruction. I was shocked. It's the first time somebody like a church member has instructed me and told me, I think you should do this now. Many years ago, from that day, it struck me that God has given her to me as a counselor. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because... I'm sure you can, be, you can imagine that the way I am, you can't call me and tell me do, do something now. <laughs> yes. But she called me. I don't even know if I was Rev or Apostle. I don't even know. But she called me and said, this has happened, this has happened, and I think you should do this now. And I obeyed her and did it now. <laughs> and it was good. It was a very, very good instruction. You see, one day I was driving with my children and we got caught in traffic. Then suddenly, my first, as I was driving, then my firstborn son said, Daddy, turn right here. Do you know when I began to, I, I just thought to myself, do you know when I began to drive? Do you know when you were born? Do you know? But something told me, do it. So I did it. And I turned into a petrol station. Petrol station. Then when we went to the petrol station, then he said, turn left. Asuma is an 
Uber route. V. <laughs> you see, they've been using Uber some shortcut that Uber drivers use. That I didn't know. He said, turn right. I just obeyed. Now turn left. The traffic that we dodged there. From that day, every time I get there, I just turn right, turn left, and then I go. Oh, yes. You see? But some of us cannot identify the sources of our counsel. We are too big, too proud, and usually we substitute intellect for wisdom. We substitute intellect for wisdom. But the Bible says that God has chosen the wise things of this world and brought them down. The intellectuals of this world, God has turned them out to be fools. It's the intellectuals of this world who don't believe in God. All the wisdom that we are speaking of in this book, ah, we've crossed it. It is time to make wisdom the main thing in your life. Exalt wisdom. She shall promote you in your life and in your ministry. Believe in the word of God. Believe that the word of God is the main thing. Believe that the word of God is the principal thing. Exalt wisdom. She shall promote the Proverbs 4.8. Become a wise man by believing that wisdom is more important than money. Take your mind off the importance of money. Take your mind off the importance of gold. Take your mind off the importance of silver. Until you believe. This is the last sentence for today. Until you believe more in the importance of wisdom than in the importance of money. Wow. Wisdom, what do you have to say? My sister wisdom. Just that you see now in our country when they call somebody wisdom, we just assign a verdict to a particular tribe. <laughs> it's one of the things that is worrying us in this country. Meanwhile, they are very good names. But when you hear somebody called Prudence, suddenly they say, hey, our people have come. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's a very, very good name. To call your child wisdom. Wisdom, what do you have to say as we end? Um, God in his word says that he'll give us pastors after his own heart who will teach us. And what will they teach us? The word of God. Mm. And we've learned today that the Jeremiah word of 315. God is wisdom. So I think that one of the best ways to receive wisdom is by listening to your pastor. Wow. You see, you see, look, I listen to my pastor. My greatest source of wisdom is my pastor. Let me tell you the truth. When I look at my sources of wisdom, even within life, it's 99% my pastor. These books. I mean, when I got this book, The Privilege, it is like some, uh, I don't know, it was like some sweet blessing had come to me. When I got a book, Wisdom is the Principal Thing, I said, ah. Because you see, I've seen, let, look, let, let me share a secret with you. It is not in the Bible, it is my personal revelation. I've seen that faith, faith, the difference between faith and wisdom. Faith is for heaven. Spiritual interactions and things. With faith, you will prevail before God. Ha! Huh. Try going to the shuffling station and buy four by faith. Try it. You don't have to go far. Pick an Uber. And when you finish, uh, they get you to the house. Say, See where you spend the night. Yes. Faith is for God. Wisdom is for men. If you want to prevail on earth, do well on earth, it is wisdom you need, not faith. The best 
look, the best, the best way to see this is in the lives of David and Solomon. David was the man of faith. We all know his accomplishments. Imagine going to tell Solomon to fight Goliath. I'll tell you what Solomon would have done. I'll tell you. Solomon would have gone to ask that, please, does uh, Goliath have a daughter? Does Goliath have a daughter? Because the Bible says, Solomon, when he became king, he married the daughter of Pharaoh. He married the daughter of the king of the Philistines, married the daughter of the king of Syria, and he had peace thereby. You don't fight your son-in-law and kill him. Solomon would have gone to ask that Goliath have a daughter. Then he will marry her. And Goliath will say, ah, I can't fight with him again. Then they will make peace. But the absence of war doesn't mean there is peace. Yes. That's why David fought. So that Solomon wouldn't have to fight. David was a man of faith. But Solomon we all know, was a man of wisdom. You can see that in his reign, he really prospered. The Bible said that in the days of Solomon, silver was like dust and gold was like stones in the streets of Jerusalem. If you want to prosper, if you want to do well, wisdom. On earth, wisdom. But before God, your wisdom, it doesn't work. Because he created wisdom. Yeah. So like she said, I get my wisdom from my pastor. When I was going to marry, I went to him. Hey, my mind was not on marriage at all, but one day I was sent to him in my final year and he asked me that, so do you have a beloved who is like, you know, and I went to Legon, very serious university, tech and uh, the other people, um, UCC. They are, they are not okay. The rest, since you are saying you are saying the rest, they are not like that, especially tech. Oh, tech people, before you hear that somebody has broken up and is in a relationship, he has broken up twice in between the one you know about. That's how they are. Legon, very serious with learning and ministry. So I told Bishop, no, 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 beloved, no, beloved. When I go to the mission field, I'll find a girl there and marry her and be there forever. Then I remember how he just looked at me and said, it is not like that. <laughs> he just looked at me and said, it is not like that. Then he showed me, once again, oh, wisdom that a father has. That you don't know about, but how can you know? He showed me four pastors who had finished school without beloveds. Seven years after school, they were still not married. Then he told me, he told me something. You want me to tell you again, isn't it? You woke up and searched for wisdom. You want me to voluntarily give it? Then he told me something that. That encouraged me to get into a relationship in school. Yes. And I got into a relationship. And I'm so married to the person I got into a relationship with. And when I found someone, I went to submit her to my pastor again. That I found a girl. Beauty for beauty. Skin for skin. Voice for voice. Hair for hair. Shape for shape. Is it wisdom or faith? All is there. Then he told me, no. He says, I know this girl more than you do. Then he gave me some reasons why I shouldn't marry. He said, she's not good for a pastor to marry. And you are going to be like a missionary, a pastor. He said, she's not good for a pastor to marry because of these reasons. I said, huh? I didn't know. Over. Today as I speak, as to whether she's a Christian or not, I can't tell. But the, look, see, a father sees that. Recently, I was listening to a senior man of God 
a short clip somebody said and the guy said one of my sons came to me he's a seer his prophetic vision is accurate he's this he can tell you your carnival place your your social security number your ghana card ghana card that when you are even writing the number you have to look on the card about four five times he'll just look at you and mention your ghana card number hey so he said the guy came to him and said hey i was about to mention how he called him you see that he said the the let me just say, particularly say, Papa, this and this and this, I've seen this in the church. Then he said, I told him, hold your peace. You may be a seer, but I am your overseer. Wow! He said, you may be a seer, but I am the overseer. You see, so you may think you are something, but your pastor, you see, God anoints your pastor for you. That's why last Two weeks. If you heard me, I kept on saying, why don't you benefit from me? You see, fruits, a tree doesn't benefit from its own fruits. It's others. Animals, human beings, this, that, who come and benefit. A pastor is there for your benefit. It is your supreme privilege to benefit from your pastor. Like she did, and she said what she's saying because of herself. You know, when I was preparing today, I was wondering if you'd like to share a testimony. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to share it if if you don't want to share it. Yes. But you see, you know, yes, yes, I was watching a movie. A Christian movie. I I usually don't enjoy Christian movies, but this one was quite nice. Very intense. Then at a point, God said that. I do not um create evil but through evil i work out good you see your pastor may make a mistake but god will turn that mistake into a blessing oh yes you see so you should never maybe your pastor has made a mistake yes he's a human being you see but sometimes god may use that mistake to test whether you yourself you are qualified to be a pastor because one day you will also make mistakes to somebody below you. Oh, yes. Some, some people don't want to be pastors because they know how they treat pastors. And they don't want to be treated like that, the way they treat pastors. Oh, yes. But I benefited from my pastor. He's the greatest source of my wisdom. I mean, sometimes I see people reading a book by this book. I say, hey, my pastor's books he has written, I haven't finished reading them all. I mean, like, I will even feel guilty to be reading some other person's books. The one God has sent to me, I feel, am I good for nothing? I haven't read it. I haven't read it. I'm telling you, I haven't read it. How would I go and take a book by another pastor? His people too should read his books. The one God has anointed for that. I mean, it is like God has given you a wife. God has anointed a wife for you. Then you have left your wife. You are chasing another. Uh, why? Your one that God has given to you, you should concentrate on that one. That is wisdom. And I've seen that those who go around are ready, are ready, are ready. Like there's almost something in information technology. There's something called information overload. There's so much information, and even in. Um, website like hacking website or crashing their website there's something they do called denial of service and uh, whatever where they flood a website with so many requests that it will crash some of you are experiencing information overload and denial of service your your brain is saturated with so much information from different places that you cannot make head or tail of how to even use the information you have you have revelations from T.L. Osborne, a revelation from Joel Austin, a revelation from Dr. Mesa Otterbell, revelation from, Eastwood, from Reverend Eastwood Anaba, revelation from uh, Jaco. <laughs> you now don't even know what to do. You now don't even know what to do. And that's why the, you know, the Bible says that. Let your eye be single. Let it be first pure. If you're, if the 
your eye is the window to your body if your eye therefore be single that means that you are receiving information from a single source that is wisdom some of your problem in marriage is because you talk to too many people's husbands so you feel that yours is not good you are not in a relationship because when you talk to other people's beloveds the impressions they give you the boys who come your way don't seem to be don't, they don't seem to match up more they've not told you the full truth if only you were to listen to your pastor even sometimes eh, what you may be doing may even be right in conclusion it may even be right but because you have not sought counsel so you are not even sure so you are walking on the right road though look have you ever been on a journey especially a long journey where you take a turning hmm. Is it the correct road? It may be the correct road, though, but because you've not sought assurance through counsel, you cannot move fast on it. Because you are not sure you are on the right road. And it's because, you see, the Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And with good advice, make war less than two our feet. Thank you for coming to church today. Let us pray. Pray for yourself. Maybe you have not made full use of wisdom. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to start a new life walking in wisdom. Walking in counsel. Walking in understanding. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want the direction of my life to change. I humble myself to you. wisdom let them pray to God let them ask God in full assurance of faith doubting nothing let him ask in faith and the God who giveth liberally and upbraideth not shall give them to him God is ready to pour out his wisdom to you. He said, for Christ is made unto us wisdom. Pray for yourself. Lord, make me wise. Help me to esteem the word of God more than my daily meat. Help me to receive the words of instruction. Let me to help me to esteem wisdom better than gold. Yea, more than fine gold. Wisdom will give you things that gold cannot give you. Wisdom will give you things that silver cannot give you. Wisdom will give you things that rubies cannot give you. Pray for wisdom. God, I pray for wisdom. Father, I thank you that you anoint us with wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we sit down, if you are here, today is your first time in church. Somebody invited you. I want to personally welcome you specially to church this morning. I want you to come to me in front. This is your first time in church. Somebody invited you. I want you to come to me in front. Clap for them. Welcome them as they come. 
at the feet of God is the best place to be. You are welcome to church this morning. What is your name, my darling? Penrita. Henrita. Andy. Harriet. Aisha too. Moses. Dadibo. Daniel. Wow, that's my brother's name. Father, please bow down your heads. Let's pray together. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters who have come to church this morning. Your word says, no man can come to you except you draw him to yourself. So this morning, I thank you for drawing them into your presence. I bless them and I ask that your Holy Spirit who teaches us will be with them in the name of Jesus. I want you all to pray this prayer with me, a prayer of commitment to God. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your blood. This morning, I rededicate my life to God to be my Lord and my Savior. See, Holy Spirit, please come and live in me and help me, strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Please put your hands together for them. Listen, please go back to your seats. But when the service ends, our pastor would like to talk to you for two minutes, just here. Two minutes, and then you will go. Thank you so much for coming. Please go back to your seats.